Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 144. As we release this, it's Halloween, so obviously Hearts were hoping to get some lovely treats at Ibrox. However, no, it was very much just tricks. I am, as ever, devilish Daniel McIver, and I'm joined by... I've not... I'll be honest, I've not planned this. I can't think of a descriptive word that begins with... Ah! Adam Kennedy. There he is. Hi. Don't just laugh. Uh, Don't just laugh. I think it's more ah when people see me, isn't it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) How are you, mate? I'm I'm good. I've got a Scooby-Doo top on for Halloween. As we went over last week, this is my favourite time of year. I'm buzzing. I'm loving life. And I'm very much using it as a distraction for my football team. How are you? I mean to get some items on the Blu-ray set, Rocky. I can't take this. <laughs> I really cannot take this. They just, well. they, uh, actually, like, just when you think that things are like getting better, they just instantly, it's your parade is pissed upon. We're off. We're uh, off to the races shit. early with this one. It is like, what, what's the point? What is the point? Well, we will be getting into the reason that Adam is currently feeling like this because yes. We will be dissecting the 2-1 loss that Hart suffered at Ibrox this do, past Do we weekend. have to do this? Do Apparently have, like... so. Apparently we do have to. I don't know why. We're crazy for doing it. But, hey, we're, we're here. We're just going for it. But first, we're going to speak about the other results that happened over the weekend to try and delay speaking no, about... It just adds to the depression, if I'm honest. Yeah, it does too. So, first of all, we're kicking off with probably the biggest news of... The weekend in terms of Scottish football as a whole. Steve McLean managed his last game as St Johnston manager as St Mirren ran roughshod over them 4-0. Very comfortable. Winners, Motherwell, in a very dramatic game, clawed it back to 3-all against Ross County in the final 10 minutes as Malky Mackay must have thought, right, we're in here, result here, there's eight minutes left and I've got a two-goal cushion. But no, Livingston, our opponents for Wednesday night, must be the first team in history to not win before playing <laughs> Hearts as Dundee got up to fourth position with a 2-0 win in Livingston. And then the last Saturday game, Celtic didn't have quite the same result as they did when they came to Edinburgh last weekend as Nick Montgomery's Hibs drew 0-0 at home. And then the only other game, that was left on the weekend just before us on the Sunday. Probably the only other team who currently are in worse situation than us. Aberdeen lost to their former manager, Derek McInnes, at Kilmarnock 2-0. What did you make of the other games? Um, absolutely baffled as to how Hibs held Celtic in the <laughs> draw, first yep. and foremost. Um, I don't know whether it's because Celtic, there was so much taken out of Celtic with a draw against Atletico Madrid. I thought Maybe. they were actually really good that night. Annoyingly yeah. good. Um, but, I, I mean, the shock they play us after the internationals and absolutely batter us. Play their heart out against Atletico and somehow can't beat Hibs. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, you're right about Livingston. I can't remember a team that's ever lost before they play us. Yeah. Usually it's on an absolutely rotten run and then they'll pluck a result from nowhere uh, directly before taking us on. So that's... That should be great for us. Um, mm-hmm. More on that later. Um, Motherwell 3, Ross County 3. I mean, if ever there was a coupon buster, this was your game. Yeah. Six goals in, what, half an hour? 
toward yeah. the am I right in saying that? There was no yeah. goals in an entire hour and then all hell broke loose. Yep. Um so they just love late goals at Fur Park, obviously yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> with that Celtic game as well, just still ringing in the Motherwell fans' ears. Um if only they didn't, you know, succumb to late losses or in this case rescuing uh, precious points right at the end um, and St Johnston we are lucky that St Johnston are absolutely honking jobbies because I would have the fear of a dreaded drop however there's absolutely no chance that that happens with St Johnston in the league because they are abysmal did uh, you see Steve McLean's interview after it absolutely sensational that, that is a man a... who knew he was sacked so he was <laughs> just like say, and, and if he didn't know he was sacked that's one of the key that's reasons the as to why he was sacked um, <laughs> St Mirren, I'm just looking at the league table here, MacIver. We are seven points behind St Mirren in third, and they have yeah. a game in hand. They're the only other good team outside the old firm this season. St Mirren Football Club. St Mirren. We're ten games in. Everybody calm yeah. down. That's okay. fine. Um... And Kelly to Aberdeen nil. Yeah. I did think was a good result for us, but then I realised that Aberdeen are abysmal, just like we are. And Kelly, my top six candidates finally registering points. Oh is, yeah, which is which is quite something. Um, hilarious that Derek McInnes, former manager, Marley Watkins, former Aberdeen, <laughs> scores a second goal. Like Matty Kennedy and amongst the ranks, it's just it's... 2018 Aberdeen yeah. coming back to bite Aberdeen. Oh, it's a good laugh. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't announce the signing of Gary McKay Stephen just before they played Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that is quite funny. I, elsewhere in the league, I just I look at it and just think that ugh, like Sunday's result hurts so much more because what could have been and like what it just oh. Like what it could have potentially led to, or just it's so annoying that we've pissed these points away. Well, and, we, and it's our doing; it's our own doing, which is what makes it ten times worse. The points that we pissed away were at Ibrox, a very happy hunting ground for us. <laughs> in the last, right up there in the last hundred and fifty years of our existence. Any further west than Hart Hill, and I have the fear. Yeah, that's fair. Very fair. So. We were, of course, showing the team that we're going to take on Rangers at Ibrox. And it was a big big announcement because there was a change of shape for Stephen Naismith. He got rid of the four at the back. And Hearts lined up as Xander Clark and goals. A back three slash five of Cochran, left wing back, Lafaya, right wing back, with a back three of Toby Civic, Frankie Kent and Kai Rolls. A three of Benny Beningame, Callum Neuenhoff, and not Cammy Devlin, George Grant came in with a front two of Lawrence Shankland and Kenny Vargas in the Josh Janelli role. What did you make of the team when you saw it? Uh, as negative a start in 11 as I could possibly remember. But was pleasantly surprised when we actually did get into the match. It, mm-hmm. Again, this is kind of why you don't read into the team sheet too much. Mm-hmm. We obviously knew that Alex Lowry was ineligible, so... George Grant coming in for him made perfect sense, but I fully expected to see kind of Vargas and Forrest maybe on the flanks to exploit the fullbacks because I think James Tavernier, as much as he's outrageous offensively, can be got at. Red Van Yomaz hasn't played a lot of football. Again, you'd think that we could get in behind there. Um, but it shows you what I know because, like, that. 
first 45 was really good. It well, definitely was. Yeah, 45 yeah, first 45-ish. Um, and you wouldn't have thought it looking at that team, I'll be honest. No. I, I couldn't believe Cammy Devlin was dropped. That was the big one. Everyone's response was, is he hurt? But I assume, like, judging by the fact that he came on, I assume it was just a tactical yeah. decision. Which, again, like, I would have thought that Devlin would have been the one to give you that relentless pressing, but perhaps yeah. we were just looking on kind of keeping a solid structure throughout and not having anybody press just on their own and, yeah. and press, you know, simultaneously as a as a collective rather than just one going, the other dropping back and, and vice versa. So, yeah, really, uh, really encouraged once we got into the game because, I'll be honest, I had the absolute fear looking at that team and they, they proved me wrong. Well, they definitely did and did it quickly as they got off to Adam Kennedy's patented fast start that he I loves. Love a fast start. As but albeit, the... can I just say, sorry, can we caveat this? I love a fast start at Tynecastle. Yeah, that's but fair. The, the one city where I dread hearts getting off to a fast start because it usually leads to an absolute pummeling for the remaining, what, over an hour, Yeah, is Glasgow. And yet yeah. here, it actually looked as though it was it was great. Like, yeah. this, is exactly, this is what I dream of. It was going well because we get an early throw-in three minutes in as Afaya takes it, works it kind of across to the far side, rolls, plays it to Cochrane, who, as you said, gets at Tavernier. He touches inside and with his weak foot swings in a perfect ball to the back post that is just basically telling Lawrence Shankland, you don't need to do anything to this, just make sure you're there and head it right across Jack Butland. There's not much Butland can really do. And... In the opening five minutes, Hearts take the lead at Ibrox. Absolutely astonished. Um, but pleasantly surprised. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I spoke about, obviously, the width. Um, and it's just an aerial mismatch with Wee Yilmaz. Yeah. Simple as. I no idea what height he is, but up against Lauren Shankland, an absolute no-brainer. And thankfully, he gets... He gets it. I mean, it's just a phenomenal header. It really mm-hmm. is a wonderful header. Great ball from Alex Cochrane, as you say, on his weaker right foot. You wouldn't think it with the delivery, but he's obviously been told get it to the back stick and just make the most of your aerial presence up against Wilmaz. <laughs> and uh, and thankfully, it's a top header because Jack Butland has been Rangers' best summer signing by a yeah. country mile, and he has absolutely no chance. It's passed him in a flash. Great header. So. You get off to the best start possible, but I think every single Hearts fan in the world went, oh shit, we've got 85 plus whatever to now deal with an onslaught that'll be coming. Yeah, that'll just poke the bears if you'll pardon the pun. Yeah, exactly. Um, And five minutes later in the 10th minute, that felt like it was immediately going to be the case as Dessers picks up the ball on the near side, fires a ball across the box. Somehow, Cantwell doesn't get to it and it's very well cleared by Rolls. I very much thought, ah, that's it, that'll go in and we're right back to square one again. <laughs> but it didn't, somehow. I, I, I think I was thinking that for a good 80 plus minutes. Yeah, that's honestly. fair. Um, do you know what, in saying that though, like Rangers did come forward and they did have their couple chances, but first half I thought we rode the wave pretty well, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's points in games where you think these little elements of luck 
you begin to think that it's your day the longer that it goes on and like I was really tetchy towards the end because <laughs> I was just thinking please like please, I would give anything for these three points but first half I thought we've done really really well here yeah. but what I was surprised at probably most of all was the lack of tempo from a Rangers perspective to kind of really look to hurt us I, I thought they were slow I thought they were sluggish um, and I felt like any threat that they did pose we coped with pretty well for the most part particularly in that first half like I say yeah I think you can just tell that Celtic it doesn't matter what Celtic do this season they're winning the league like yeah. Rangers are not going to win this it, league it's bizarre that we say that even though the gap's been cut and Rangers have started really yeah, well true. under the new manager but I, I do agree with you like it, I just I do think he will I'll be interested to see what happens in January what funds he'll have in yeah, January yeah true and then when he starts bringing his own players in, perhaps next summer, if there's a yet another rebuild, yeah, what, next what he year's going to be really interesting. Yeah, because I, I, he seems like he's got off to a really good start. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just annoying because we could have been the ones to hand him his first defeat. But never mind. We almost made it two goals to the good two minutes later, as there was a really nice passing move that eventually ends up with Shankland playing a long ball, Ivargas who finds a fire, who plays it back to Vargas, who plays through Civic, who puts in quite a nice wee chipped ball, but there's no one there attacking it and ends up in Butland's arms. And then, somehow, it's still 1-0. Rangers swing in a corner. It's met by Connor Goldson. Clark then, as a result, dives towards the corner that Goldson's head is going towards, but it ends up hitting off Dessers, and it's trickling towards... But this is why you put a guy in the post. Lawrence Shankland is there and with literally millimetres clears it and it's still 1-0. These factors where you start to think that it's your day, this yeah. was a key one. Yeah. I thought, oh my God, how has Dessers not scored that? Yeah. And, and there's a part of me that also thought, heading into the game, I've slated Cyril Dessers from pillar to post. <laughs> there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he's going to tuck one today. And then as soon as this chance goes a beg and you think, oh, hang on a second. Like, he's not going to get many better than that, you'd hope. Yeah. Um, it's outrageous from Lauren Shankland. On the, he, I mean, this is a guy who the fan base have criticised for most of the, the season so far. Said he's looked disinterested or whatever. You can have your little conspiracy theories that he scored against Celtic. He's now put in an outrageous performance at Ibrox perhaps he's playing for that move because it's against the big two <laughs> I'm not going to go there but what I will say is two and two now it's great to see him back to his best and here he contributes just as much in a defensive sense as he had done previously in an offensive one um, and that earlier chance that you alluded to his frustration I absolutely loved where it's just like if, if that ball from Civic had just been that little bit neater we could have potentially been in and it's it's these fine margins like I say that some go for you some don't um, but I think after what half an hour we couldn't really have complained yeah that's very fair and then we almost were celebrating again as there's a big stramash in the 32nd minute where we have about four chances to score oh my as God. Rangers don't clear three times and then eventually, after all the stramash, it ends up at Kenny Vargas's feet who fires over. Now, 
I want to kind of because this is the only real highlight where Vargas is at the point. I want to get your opinion on Vargas because I've seen, oh, okay, especially I wanted to talk about Vargas. Yeah, especially today as we record this on Monday, there's been talk about him on Twitter. So that is him now played twelve games for Hearts, a mix of starts and sub appearances. So far, he's got no goal contributions. Um, and friend of the podcast, Richard Cobb, today on Twitter said that. Garan Cuyol had a bigger impact in eight games than Vargas has had in the 12. However, he did caveat with the fact that because Richard's down in London and working, he mostly has seen this season through highlights packages and kind of just general footage on Twitter. So what a lot of the positives of Vargas isn't really seen in highlights packages yet because it's mostly been a lot of running, not giving up on challenges, and they don't tend to make uh, highlights packages. But... I was interested in getting your thoughts because I will be honest, at this moment, just because you're so stressed and stuff like that, I did get really annoyed at him and I was starting to be like, I need you to start contributing something in terms of goals. But I will say, I've been very happy with the rest of his stuff. I'm pretty much in the same camp as you. I think I think he does put in a tireless shift at points. I like his work rate, I like his enthusiasm, I like that little bit of tenacity he's got. I think he's got some fire in his belly, but unfortunately, he's just not had anything to show for it yet. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i desperate for him to score, because I honestly do believe that all it takes is just one. And look, again, over the past couple of years, I'm developing a more human understanding of professional footballers. This is a young man who's flown yeah. half the way around the world from bloody Costa Rica... I mean, he won't be able to understand the finest of Queen's English, never mind Scottish people trying to speak English to him. Yeah. He's in a strange country, a cold country, <laughs> where the weather is... Weather can't make its mind up. The scran is either tremendous or dreadful, and yet he's expected to perform and for an angry fan base. Yeah, playing in a team that is massively underperforming under a manager who has no previous experience. Such and a transitional phase. The club's 150th anniversary. Yeah, has like, to replace a guy who was part one half of the best partnership in our lifetime. Exactly. exactly. So you've got all these factors <laughs> that just get overlooked because he's yeah. Kenneth Vargas. He's, he's got a cool name. He's Raj. He's got a why, neck tap. Why isn't he running at people all yeah. the time? Yeah. So I think we all just need to, to rein it in. I, look, I'd love nothing more than for him to get the winner on Wednesday night, for instance, yeah. ahead of that game at Hamden. Or if he gets the winner at hey, Hamden, if there's he, one, he, even yeah. better. Yeah. But let's just, let's just bide our time. The beauty of this deal is we have the option to buy. Yeah. We don't necessarily have to exercise that option. So the club have done the right thing for once and taking their time, not being forced into just giving this... Is it Herediano? Is that his club? I he's, think that's he's, it. He's yeah. club. Just not giving them some fee that we've paid over the odds for, some five-year, four-year deal, whatever. We've, we're taking our time, we're assessing him, seeing how he performs over the year, and we'll make our decision after that. Yeah, absolutely. Um there was two big things left in this first half. One of them, Shanklin shoots for his own half uh, and that, nearly scores. You, that That is not a bad effort, that. It's not at all. And it's as they mentioned on Hearts TV, he's done it for Dundee United. I seem to remember a goal for Ayr at Somerset where he kind of hits close. it on the half volley. Aye. 
it's not a million miles away. I like it. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. If 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 the goalkeeper's off his line, and you had no one in front of you, I, and he feels as though he's capable, then by all means, why? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. End of the day, if it had been what five ten yards to the right and ended up in the net, we'd all be going, "Oh my god, it's the best goal I've ever seen! It's ridiculous! <laughs> I've never seen a goal like Ibrox like that!" Yada yada yada. It it's the, must be the best goal that Hearts have ever scored on the road, etc., etc. So, don't mind that bit of ambition. Like to see this selfish striker play, and it looks as though he's back, which is great. Right, can it all be lovely, happy times? Because this is where the first. Sorry, track can I just starts. say McIver as Go well? Sam Lammers had a chance in that first half where he balloons it oh, over God, the bar, and yeah. I mean, he literally. I I genuinely think he nearly put it out the stand. Yeah, and again, all these little factors. That's another one where I think they are honking. We have nothing to worry about. Surely, this yeah. could be the day where we not only win at Ibrox but manage to keep a clean sheet at Ibrox. Yeah, absolutely. But, but as you say, toward the end of that first half, that thought was just taken rapidly out of my head. <laughs> Cracks start to show as. Fourth official holds up a wee board that says the number two on it. And holds up and goes, there's two minutes to play, lads. When the clock hits 47, Lawrence Shanklin shoots for the edge of the box. And by that, I mean the edge of the defending Rangers box. (laughs) It is deflected, and I think everyone goes, right, that's it then. We've played 10 seconds. Uh, The other week, we had a derby where we had 15 seconds left and we were attacking the ref blue early so you're like right okay definitely now but inexplicably the game just keeps getting played and played and played and what that means is that we're at a massive disadvantage because we've pushed everybody forward Alex Cochran's got a double up situation and Todd Cantwell gets into the box cuts past and Toby Sibic in I guess I just a I think this is good as prevent a goal swipes the leg of Cantwell it's obviously a penalty um, the frustration from a Hearts fan perspective is why on earth is the game still being played? However, Toby Sibic has proven to be an absolute genius as James <laughs> don't, Ta- don't you dare give me that. As, <laughs> as, as blatant a penalty kick as I've ever seen. And I was screaming, I'm going, no! You've undone all that hard work. But he didn't. He knew what he was oh. doing. He was like, Todd Cantwell's scoring here. James Tavenier's going to miss. I know that Tavenier's going to miss here. Jeez, and Tavenier steps up oh. and hits the post. For somebody that hits the deck as regularly as Todd Cantwell does, I'm thinking, don't. Don't even touch him. Just <laughs> let, let, let him get that shot away and hope that Xander Clark pulls off a superb save. I'm thinking, what are you doing? doing man he's a genius Adam we kept we didn't concede what a genius Toby Sibic is that was all going through his head he wasn't just lashing out in a moment of madness he was going I think this is going to go in so I'll swipe his leg and Tavenier will get, he'll get two in his head and he'll hit the post and miss what's happening with big toves I just think it's what's what happening with everybody where we're in a setup that currently is like no one has confidence. No one has belief. And in fairness, like he's been filling it right back, but this is a this is a game where he's one of the centre halves. Not See, at this point, though. He's the right back now because Ofaya had to come off, and Kingsley. Oh, right enough. Goes oh, in yeah, the middle. Right enough. 
Yeah, because and again, it happens on the left hand side. Yeah, I forgot about that Kingsley so, change. So this is the thing. For the first thirty-eight minutes, Sipic was really good, solid in his natural right centre half position. Then he gets moved to right back and does this. Yeah, but, but that's what I was going to say. Like, is I'm not a... defending Toby Sipic, by the way. Before I can no, no, already feel no, my no, mentions no, no, filling I, I, up. No, right? I, know, I know you're not. I know you're not. But that's what I was going to say. Is there that much of a difference between right back and right centre back? I think in a in a back three slash five, yeah. Because Sibic's out of position when he's running back because he's been pushing up as a wing back. So I think he's just like, shit, I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> so he just, so I, like, the only defending covering, the only covering defender is Cochrane, the other wing back. That's because Alex Cochrane is absolutely everywhere. Me and my yeah. old man were watching it and we were pissing ourselves laughing. I was like, I love Alex Cochrane. Yep. And he was like, he kicks absolutely everything, doesn't he? He was like, yep, any, any ball, any man... That's the thing, actually. Grass. I love I that undersold, guy. I undersold Cochrane where, that, where I'm talking about that chance where in the 12th minute, Dessers fires the ball across. Cochrane oh, just slides. Cochrane slides from about 10 yards and just keeps sliding and manages to be in the block. But yeah, the main frustration is why is that <clears throat> being played on? Why are we still going? However, thankfully, justice is served. We go into the half 1-0. What are you thinking at this point? Again, a missed penalty. I'm thinking, Dessus has missed that from that absolute sitter. James Tavernier has missed a penalty. This is it. This is it. I'm thinking, this is 10 years of waiting, near enough. I think it was April, is it, no, August 2014 in the championship, yeah. Osman So. But over 10 years, April 2012 or May 2012, in the top tier I'm thinking this is it this is it and, and, and so hearts as well because I didn't give them a chance you didn't give them a chance I thought we were going to get we are going to concede at least three with this set up the manager under pressure handing around the corner just being battered off Celtic the week prior I thought this is actually we're, we're going to do this we're, we're going to do this well and can I just say I, I thought we were going to do this, but I also recognised that Rangers would come out all guns blazing. You need only look at the man in the dugout, McIver, who knows exactly what it's like to be a Rangers player with that capacity crowd, with that club's expectations, like trailing to an old, old firm team at home in particular is unacceptable. I, I don't know why anybody expected any different. Because I see fans come out and say, oh, well, high-press attacking football, look at the second-half stats where we had something like 22% possession, barely got out of our own half. Yeah, because we're up against a Rangers team that have the opportunity to close the gap to Celtic at the top of the table, who haven't lost under their new manager. They know you can see a goal. We've scored the first goal of the Philippe Clement era as an opposition team. And you expect them to, what, just sit and be happy that they're getting beat off hearts? Are you joking? And out of form hearts? Why on earth would they be content with that? Did anybody really expect any different? Well, I didn't expect any different. And I'm not going to suddenly, we've been doing this podcast now, you mentioned it to me. But it's four years since we started the podcast this past yeah, week. Yeah, I did see that. That was that was a nice a nice little memory came up on the uh, the Facebook stories where yeah. that day that we went down to Killy covering the women's team when 
we were signed with the Hearts hierarchy and now they hate our guts. <laughs> but I've been sat here for four years saying that I don't read into games against the old firm. I never expect us to have any results against the old firm, particularly when we go across oh, the God, country yeah. into Glasgow. So I'm not going to suddenly sit here and uh, contradict myself where I'm like, why didn't we just go and push Rangers for 90 minutes? Because you can't do that, as I said under Nielsen. Of course you can. You can't, of course you can't do that. What you can do, however, is not suddenly change your entire system to needlessly negate them. So this is what my issue is. Okay. I am absolutely fine with us having a game plan to sit in for that second half. I, I even mean the full second half. If the game plan is get a goal first half and then just Band trust in your defensive chase. system. Yeah. I do not understand why that requires a change of system and moving and the outball completely to a absolute nondescript area of the pitch where he became completely ineffective. Vargas did not light the world on fire in that first half. I don't even think he really touched the ball. So what are you saying? By having George Grant on the left and Vargas on the right, that that was wrong? Yes, because I think that it meant that Shankland was the only out ball and is has the problem that we've been seeing under Naismith He's so isolated because, as we say, Shanklin's strength isn't his speed. Right? I don't if think he had he speed, would he wouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. So, the point is, whilst I don't think Vargas was setting the header alight and you were like, oh my God, Goldson, can he deal with him? What it meant was, is that when we clear the ball, when we're defending and you send a ball up the park, you've got a little Costa Rican man who can <laughs> run really fast running through the middle in that Ginelli role where we saw Ginelli be used whenever we went to Glasgow he'd be on the on the shoulder of the last defender try to run him behind moving to a 5-4-1 like we did one it meant that Cochrane who was having such a good game had to suddenly be deeper because he had a guy right in front of him and the guy that was right in front of him no longer could do the thing he was really good at in the first half or give the team that thing. So I disagree with this notion that, oh, well, why did we go into a defensive system or mindset against Rangers at Ibrox? I'm like, I totally understand why. Because you're not going to be able to... Put, if you no. push, they create space, gaps start to emerge and you get stretched. But do you leave two up? Is that not still too, too ambitious at that stage? I would have maybe dropped Shankland into like a 10. So I have just like have a. Vargas as the last yeah, man. Like a 4 4 1 1, if you know what I mean. Like, literally just tell. on the right flank. Well, this is what I was going to say. What it means is, is that you probably have to play an out of position George Grant at like right mid or something, right? And that would be an issue. On the left, and then you've got. Or potentially, right? Yeah. Potentially, right? And I was going to say, that would be an issue that managers wouldn't do. However, as we're going to learn later on, Stephen Naismith seems to have no problem playing industrious, energetic centre midfielders in a random position on the right-hand side, as we'll get to with a substitute that he makes. But, as you say, Rangers come out the traps, and the first three things are Rangers highlights. The 49th minute, Lundstrom hits an effort from the edge of the box, just wide of the far post. Clark probably has it covered. But should do better, I think, with that effort. 
to be honest. Yeah, definitely. So if they're gonna if they're gonna hit them like that from rage, they will just. That's we're, fine. We're more than happy with that. Definitely. Uh, the fifty-six minute Rangers gets a flurry of chances similar to what we had in the first half. Oh that my ends God, I up. Can't believe they didn't score. Was this the one that fell to Lammers right at the end? That ends up with oh. one of those moments in football where Lammers is just steamrolling his way through, and the ball just inexplicably keeps bouncing back to him. And then the moment he gets space, as you said, he just balloons it over the bar from the penalty spot, basically. He is so shit, and he is going to score against us this weekend. I could not believe that Todd Cantwell was sacrificed before he was. Crazy. I I, I then thought to myself, oh my God, he's taking the wrong player off. This is it. Again, (laughs) again. All of my stars were aligning on Sunday as I was watching this. I thought, he is having an absolute nuke, and he's still on the park. This is it. We're going to do it. How wrong I was. 60th minute, Clark does what Xander Clark does and flaps it across, which ends up at Raskin's foot, who hits it, and half the stadium thinks it's in as it hits the side netting. Same. Uh, However, that is actually the end of his afternoon, as he seemed to have twisted weirdly, I guess, and I I think it was his ankle he was holding, but he ended up getting stretched off. Um, So I've not actually seen any update in the last 24 hours. No, neither how bad that is Um, however then we get in the 68th minute our only chance of the half really as Cochrane finally has a wee bit of space and puts another excellent ball into the box that is initially I think everybody goes oh he's over hit that but it's actually to the exact same place where Shankland was in the first half Shankland fires it back across but it's, it's one a, of those it's moments. It's a wonderful volley as well, can I just say? It is, it's great. It's literally like pinpoint. And this is where you're wanting Vargas to just be yeah. in that vicinity. Just and maybe, maybe if we hadn't fucking changed shape, that's exactly <laughs> where he would be. But no, the man who's there is the man who, it's like, of course it's him. Just <laughs> the fucking narrative dictates that, of course, it's Alan Forrest who, instead of guessing that the ball's going to be played across, he thinks the ball's going to get pulled back. So what happens is Alan Forrest is just standing in the penalty spot as a perfect ball oh, rolls inch, in front of him. Inch perfect. I mean, yeah. I could stab it home from there. Yeah. Just... I, oh, so annoying. Considering how bad we were in the second half, yeah, offensively, if, it's like you have to take that chance. Yeah, that, that was it. That was that ultimately... It, we take that. Job done. That's it. Game's Job done. done. Absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, in the 75th minute, Lundstrom hits an effort from the edge of the box, but it's quite easily collected by Clark. And then five minutes later, Lundstrom hits another effort from the edge of the box, and that goes just narrowly yeah, wide. Just, just keep them coming. So, you're thinking, right, just keep them coming. Now, at this point, in the 86th minute, <laughs> I'd like to raise the fact that Toby Sibick has had to come off heart, as has a fire. We've already put Kingsley on. So you're thinking... Right, we see that there's about to be a double change made before Civic, and it's going to be Peter Haring and the returning Yutaro Oda. He's about to come on, and you imagine be in that position that Vargas was in and stretch them. It's pace, coming on, and just hoping for an outball. Civic, however, gets hurt. So that changes the double substitution. Oda's sent back to the bench, and Peter Haring comes on, but Andy Halliday comes on. Now, what I then assumed would happen was that Kent would get chucked out to right 
wing back, but now that we're playing this four five slash four right back, we'd play a two of Kingsley and Cochrane and Halliday would go to left back. And in my head I was like, that's not ideal in fucking <laughs> any situation ever. Ours must be the only team in world football to have three left footers in a back four. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is, who else does? This is a nightmare, but fine, it's at least defenders. And then what I see happen is is little Cammy Devlin, who has come on as a sub, runs across and genuinely I said out loud, Oh, he must be delivering a note to somebody. Because I was like, there's no way he's going over there for any other fucking reason. But no. And as Laurie both eh, I was going to say Laurie Borthwick, that's the ship name. Laurie Dunsire and Robert Borthwick both incredulously say, Cami Devlin's now at right wing back. What What's going on? Right? Because we're going to get into the next few bits, which are all about individual mistakes. But I'd watch that. What he's the got, fuck's that? He's, he's got a habit of doing this. Who else was it he put out there? Earlier I can't even season. remember. I can't remember. It, it, was, tra- it was another ridiculous shout, and you're like, what on earth? Like, well, he played Cammy Devlin at, like, right mid slash right centre mid against St Mirren. And it was like, yes. we just have no one That's on this side of. now. So yeah. the fan base have slated him for that decision. And, again, I, I can't reiterate this enough. We are... Over a decade without a victory at Ibrox in the Scottish top tier. And we decide that Cammy Devlin will be the one to go over to right wing back. As we try it's and quite see funny. Out fi- it's it quite is, funny. It's like. not. Like, in the vital exchanges. Like, such a pivotal result. We're playing Cammy Devlin at right wing back. <laughs> Honestly, like, this is where... This is where... This is where I, I sort of want, like, I, look, I'm trying to look at this as rationally as I can. There are lots of people that are very angry at Stephen Naismith. I'm very angry at the squad that Stephen Naismith has to play with because I don't believe it's as good as people make out. And this is exactly a reason why. Nathaniel Atkins has been out injured. Toby Civic is filled in at right back. I am sick to death of saying this, McIver. We have needed a right back for at least a season. And we've still not signed one. Nicky Devlin was there in the summer on a free. But no, little Aberdeen, who pipped us to European football, went, hold on a second, Nicky, we can give you six games playing in the conference. And Nicky Devlin's gone, yeah, no thanks, I'm going to ditch Livingston, that shitty Astro, and the Tony Macaroni for that. And then we went after this Japanese bloke who didn't even sign, and there were seemingly just no other targets that Hearts lined up. That's it. We've got two targets, and if they don't come in, we're fucked. What club in world football goes to sign a player in a position, identifies two targets, misses out on them, and goes, we tried their hardest? We'll get a guy on low for Brighton, it's fine. Exactly. Who's a centre half? He's not not even a right back. Saying it out loud. Gary Devlin right wing back broke me completely. Just actually saying it out like, like not even Cammy Devlin playing at right wing back when we're playing Breakin in a cup. It's like we're away at Ibrox, defending a lead in the last ten minutes, and we get to the eighty sixth minute, and you're like, right, we're doing it. Let's just get this bit because I will get really angry. I will get really angry. A corner swung in. It's cleared. You're like, this is great. I want to say, actually, 
because we're about to speak about individuals negatively. I always say, I thought Kai Rolls was great in this game. I thought I thought the back three were excellent. I yeah, really did. I, I, I don't know if that's because Rangers were really poor or because we'd actually had a game plan and had stuck to it, but I thought, as a defensive unit, even with Gabby Devlin filling in the right wing back... <laughs> Gabby Devlin claims that. Yep, I'm a part of that defensive unit. We've done, we've done really well here. I just, uh, I just felt like Rolls was... Rolls was everywhere and like his positioning was really good. And he won headers. Again, like that's the Kai Rolls that Hart slapped a five-year contract yeah. in front of and were hoping to make millions off of with these performances so, for Australia and Qatar. I was very chuffed for him, but it's played. I will be honest, for half a second I went, oh shit, somebody's fallen over. Is it a penalty? I didn't even look at that. I was too busy looking at the ball. Oh, so I, I noticed it as it swung in, but then the ball gets cleared and in my head I'm like, Oh, that's fine. And beating tons away. So I was like, all right, okay. It's just a coming together. We're fine. Then the hand goes up. Do not take the throw in. Whoever is about to take the throw in for Rangers. There's a break. We're here in VR. And then as soon as... I think it is just an expectation now with football fans that as soon as the referee is called to oh, the monitor, 100%. it's, it's going to be given. As soon as he was over, I was like, that's Yeah. It. And given that it's him and given yeah. that it's them... Yeah, exactly. And what had gone on in the first half. You're thinking, right, okay, what's happened here? And this is where you need to... And Stephen Naismith, if you want to listen to this, mate, please do. This is where you need to know the laws of the game. Because just as the corner is about to be swung in, John Lundstrom blocks Peter Harry. And what happens is, as he's done that block... Connor Goldson has run around the back of Peter Haring. So Peter Haring goes, Ah, oh, it's fine. I'll just reach round and grab Connor Goldson's top. It's fine. Now, I understand. Connor Goldson gets a pull gets his shirt pulled backwards and he falls forwards. But it is like the most stonewaller of stonewaller penalties. It's one of those things where it's like, how does Beaton not see that in real time because when you watch the VR he's staring at it like he's out on the edge oh. of the box staring at it so it's of course given and Tavernier is definitely no good he missed two penalties in the game he just smashes it down the middle it's one all by this point by the way I will say the the whistle blow he stopped was in the 87th minute this is now the 90th because oh, it just took, took a while and for all that trying it's one all in the 90th minute Adam Kennedy take the floor <laughs> I'm thinking a point at Ibrox is a point more than I would have suspected yep however however here we go it's happening lads we've waited two years but we're getting a rant Peter Haring my goodness gracious me what on earth is that? I, look, I'm doing very, very well to stay very, very reserved. I will quickly say, before you get into this, the law thing I'm talking about, because Naismith comes out after and goes, it's not a penalty, there's a block. It is a law penalty. 12, it is. Law 12 says that a block is valid when the ball is not in play. The block happens before Tavernier swings the ball in. The block is completely Kyber, legitimate. It's a penalty all day. Yeah, it, it's, it's a stonewall penalty. It's lazy defending. It's sheer stupidity. And again, this is where I I can understand fans wanting to attack Stephen Naismith, but I feel sorry for the guy. 
Peter Haring has ultimately played with Stephen Naismith, and they were arguably our best two players in our rank Rotten Hearts team under Craig Levine. I think they easily were. Damon Smith. Peter Haring could have just cost Stephen Naismith his job. I don't, really, I, I don't want to get too deep, but that is ultimately what we're looking at here. Yes, we're not expected to go to these places and gain points. So ultimately it could come down to the Livingston game in midweek. Which I think is the case. But, say the one at Ibrox. We'd enter that Livingston game full of confidence with the belief that, yeah, we'll take care of them, not a problem. Now we might not, and he's ultimately got that win at Ibrox in the bank. But say we don't beat Livingston on Wednesday now, and we have chucked it at Ibrox, and more importantly, Peter Haring's chucked it at Ibrox. How could it be that Peter Haring could have lost Stephen Nace with his job when the two were so tight on the park? I, I, I cannot believe what he's thinking. What, what goes through your head to do that? We're one Especially within VAR world. I d- exactly! They literally look for things like this. They look at little instances throughout every single set piece. You're at Ibrox, play against one of the only two teams that matter in this country to the vast majority of people, and you decide to do that. We could have gone back along the road with three valuable, precious points that we've worked bloody hard for, but no. And then, I don't even, like, whatever happens after, happens after. But that's only because we're at our most vulnerable, because we've just conceded, and we shouldn't have. It's sheer stupidity. It's daft, it's stupid, it's incompetent, it's lazy, is what it is. And this is a guy that is hanging on to his memories at heart by his fingernails. Because as far as I'm concerned, it should have been emptied a long time ago. At least last season, if not the season before. At the end of our first season back in the top tier. Yep, thanks for your service, but catch you after. Unbelievable. But again, we've got, we've got nobody else. Because this squad is yeah. not as good as the vast majority of us think it is. See, I think it. I think it's like a good. I think it's a good squad. I just think because, for example, was Denham on the bench? Yes. This is what I mean. It's like that's your options. You've got Halliday, Haring, and Denham. Two so I don't players. blame him for going with the more experienced pro. No, but totally there is no like you cannot excuse the more experienced pro for doing something like that. I'm trying to see who else we had on the bench. So, on the bench, so we, we had... Price, Denham, and Oda were the other outfielders that didn't come on alongside Michael McGovern. I would have brought Boyce on. I would have brought Boyce on and just told him to sit in the middle. Chris, Boyce is good Liam enough Boyce to do Boyce is that deep anyway. He's pretty much yeah. a midfielder. Yeah, I don't understand why Boyce doesn't get a minute there. Uh, and then, just as if it wasn't bad enough. Oh, my God. I, I walked out as soon as I saw this because I was just... No, what's the point? So, I think... Listen, and I understand why, and I'll get into it a wee bit more. But I think a certain individual here isn't he getting the criticism that he probably should for this. Interesting. So, Tavernier swings a ball in from the near side that is just... I don't know if he's got his feet wrong or if he doesn't think the ball's coming in, but Frankie Kent is, like, nowhere near in the right position. No. And substitute Danilo heads in. Now... I agree with you. I think Kent, for the majority of that game, much like he has been for the majority of this season, was excellent, right? But I do think there's been not enough, like, I don't think, I've not really seen anybody criticise Kent for this. I totally agree with you. Like, 
he's a, of all players. I'm like, oh well, Kent will win a heater. Yeah, like it's fine. Oh, you put your mortgage on him winning that. Yeah, header. and I just think he's so poor in that instance. Provided that he's in the correct position, because yeah, I, say, I don't know what he's doing. With his he's feet. a step or two forward that yeah. he's leaning back and ultimately can't. And <laughs> I, I'm not being funny. At the end of the day, as a free header for a six million pound striker, pretty much. Yeah. In, in the six yard box near yeah. enough so there's only ever going to be one outcome even yeah. despite the late manner of the game the pressure that Rangers are under so so annoying I honestly would have rather have gone on Sunday and got shagged 5-0 and not laid oh, a ball obviously. on them yeah absolutely that, like, it hurts far more because we're 1-0 up pretty much on 89 minutes yeah. and we get beat 2-1 so how how can that happen? This is why I was really gl- glad I'm hosting this week because I I feel like I have nothing to say about this game in terms of what it means for anybody associated with the club because I don't think you can criticise Naismith too much for it. I think there's criticism to be made for him, but I don't think this is a game that goes ah see he should be sacked. Simultaneously, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think this this is a game where you go oh, look, this squad is shit, or this squad's really good. I think it was like, for me, as you said, generally the defensive unit was really strong. I thought Neuenhoff was fantastic. What, like, how can you go from that Celtic performance to that Rangers performance? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was I, crazy. I even thought Benny was pretty good. Benny was been, great. Considering he, again, so good. like previous performances, you're thinking, is this the end of Benny Beningame? But that, I'd love to see those two start again. Uh, on, yeah, on Wednesday night 100% um, Shankland was great as you say so I just feel like it's just stupid individual errors MacIver. but also a poor decision to change a system that was working so yeah. that's why I'm like it's very much but, but he's got to do something I mean he's damned if he does he's damned if he doesn't true and that's what I mean it's one of those th- situations where if he doesn't change it and the same thing happens the criticism would be why do you not change Naismith it didn't yeah. Change, yeah but that is the that is what happens with a football manager. Yeah. Like that is the the job role. But that's why I'm not going to be. It's really shit for a podcast. But I'm like, I don't think this dictates anything. What I think does dictate everything is this Wednesday night, the day after we release this it's episode. Massive. It's a must win. It, we have it to means, win. I think it's more than that. I think it's a must win, and we can. We have to play well. Must win I don't well. think anybody will take. Uh, 1 0, where we've got a bit lucky, but we're not playing very well. We'll win 1 0. There you go. I'm fine with 1 0 if it's one of the games where it's like, how have we not scored more here? Yeah. If Kenneth Argas misses 10 sitters. Yeah, exactly. I I think it needs to be one of just those very comfortable, professional wins against a Livingston side that is somehow doing worse than us. I I, I was going to say, do you really expect that though? Because I don't. I think Livy are going to come with a game plan. I think they're going to come in, sit, frustrate. Like, Livingston didn't beat us last season. So, sorry, we didn't beat Livingston last season. Yeah, we didn't. So, that is is a worry. Um, I I don't think this is the type of game that we're after midweek, if I'm honest. I don't think it's the type of game that Kenny Vargas specifically is after because he benefits from getting in behind. He will not be able to get in behind anybody against a Martindale-Livingston team. (sighs) I just uh, honestly, we should be entering this game in such high spirits. 
and yet it just feels as low as it has throughout the entire film I'm, so far. I'm looking to, I'm going to focus on positives from that game where it's like if Neesmith sets us up part, right it was bang on. Yeah. yeah, he can do it if players are switched on and it's we're not having to constantly reshuffle and we're not having to bring in guys that haven't played regularly. If we can just keep a team on the park that Naismith wants to play at home against a team who has been in shocking form this season and a team that we should be beating, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the fact that we're going to win three 0 Right. Wow. I'm just putting it out there. I'm like, wow! Come Is this on. the first time ever that you've offered a more optimistic prediction than I have? I think it might be, but I'm just like, Bloody I'm just hell. willing it into existence. I'm willing it into existence where I'm just like, three have have that Ross County performance under Naismith where you just suddenly are like, what's happening? We're blowing this lot away. Who's scoring those three goals? Shankland Hadrick. Shankland Hadrick. <laughs> no, uh, Alex Cochran first goal scorer for me, just to make nice. me happy. Uh, Shankland, and then to seal it, Kenny Vargas. I gets knew his you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Good that we talked about him. I'm going to say 1 0 Vargas. Okay, go. fair enough. Right, we've got it. But Shankland's, Shankland's performed against the big boys. He'll let him move off the he back of that. It. He just needs yeah. to turn up for Libby. But 100%. this is it for, for Hermano Loco. Yes, but then we have the biggest game where, by the way, I will say this, if we somehow win on Sunday, no one will give a fuck uh, about what happened this past Sunday. I am begging hearts, if ever there is a time, this is it. <laughs> Potentially Hibs or Aberdeen in the final. <laughs> oh my God. This It's going to be Hibs, let's be honest, it's going to be Hibs. But we've not won this competition in... I know. My, like, my mine or my father's lifetime. Yeah, this is it. We are all these bastards after what they've given us at the weekend. Do not come home from Hamden feeling like that again. Come on, what's hearts. your score prediction? Um, <laughs> I'm going four nil. The Llamas and Dessa's masterclass double each. No, I'm gonna go for. A remake of May '98. Maybe not oh my the same. God. Maybe not in the same scenario, but two on Hearts. Screw oh, it. Jesus Why not? Christ. Why not, McIver? We've both gone optimistic in different games and different scenarios. Shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you're amongst the stars. That's yeah, the plan. Exactly. Well, we'll see what happens. So, after all of that, we have the quiz. Can I just now, say? What camera than I was expecting there? I'm so proud of you. I did well. I, done. I did well. I was gonna go in on Peter Haring, but there's a part of us. I that's think a little I bit too ca- sentimental. The Cami Devlin moment broke us both, where it just yeah, made us kind of reevaluate the situation. That's both you and Naismith's fault. Yep, exactly. So, quiz as ever, multiple choice, I'm true or false. This, but two cares? normal questions. Uh, I'm still spewing after the who am I last last time out. That is yeah, that's very that true. is devastating. I will be. I think you have a chance to either get zero or all five. Know what that means? Well, we'll see. We'll see. <coughs> right. So we're starting with a multiple choice. Oh God. Based on the last twelve top flight seasons. What is the average number of points Hearts have amassed after the first round of fixtures? <laughs> is it the first a, round being eleven games? Sorry. Yes. So after. Yeah. So this is 
this is taking place if you imagine you're coming out of Tyne Castle on Wednesday night. Okay. First round. Is the uh, and so yeah, this doesn't include the two seasons in the championship. Right. This is okay. just top flight season. Is it A twelve? Is it B fourteen? Is it C sixteen? Or is it D eighteen? <laughs> so obviously you could get thirty three. Or nil. If you win all of them. <laughs> or nil. Yes, exactly. Uh, oh, I'll be honest. 12, 14, 6 or 18. That's pretty low. It's no great, is it? <laughs> but then I was going to say, like, 1920 would have been cancelled out by, what, 21, 22? Because we started mm-hmm. really well then. Oh, God. I'm vying between 14 and 16. I'm going to be optimistic and say 16, even though it might be 14. He's one for one. 16. It's 16. Is it? Yes. Decent. So an average point, well, which means... Decent that I got it, but that's, yeah. not, that's not a great tally, is it? After 11 Which means games, that even if we win on Wednesday night, we will be on 14. It's still two points off it. So. And yet, our fans took one look at the fixtures and went, oh, sign me up for that till October. Yeah, yeah exactly. Question number two. And this comes from Mr. Adam Kennedy's Twitter. Oh, Jesus. This can't be good. Hearts last won at Ibrox, as you said, in the top flight back mm-hmm. in 2012. But much like your bullshit question last week where I had to get several things right for the first to get the point, what was the score and who were the Hearts goal scorers? Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to ask who scored for Rangers that day because I could not tell you. No. We won I'll, 2-1. I'll Correct. Ian Black and Jamie Hamill? Correct. He's done it. He's done yeah. it. You're now starting to see why I said that you might get your first ever five out of five because I had oh, no idea God. what questions there. I'm delighted you didn't ask me. Who scored for Rangers that day? I couldn't even tell you. Was it? I want to say it's, I want to say it's Yelovich, but oh, I can't I remember. I can actually, that. I can check for you right now. It was funny if it was Naismith. Stephen Davies. Oh, Stephen Davies was it? <laughs> That's who it was. Thank so, you. true or false? This will be the one the, I get wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Before the game at the weekend, James Tavernier had never scored against Hearts. True. Correct. You listened to your commentary. Well I done. <laughs> Which I found hard to believe. Mentally. That's and then he missed that penalty and I was like, there's no fucking way he's going to go through <laughs> another game. No, he ended up with a goal and assist. So, final question. I'm flying here. You're smashing <laughs> Come it. Come on. This current management team oh, of no. Stephen Naismith, Frankie McAvoy and Gordon Forrest oh, no. have been in charge for 23 games in all competitions now. How many have they won? <laughs> oh, God. I hate these type of questions. <laughs> I had to give you one bullshit one after your bullshit one to me last week. Oh, I've got seven in my head, but is it as high as that? This is all competitions. All comps, right. Okay, so we've won two league games this season. We've beaten Kelly in the Cup. Oh, God almighty. County toward the back end of last season is four. Rosenborg at home is five. 
come on, think there must be other games. Oh, St. Oh no, I was about to say St. Johnston the opening day, but that would be one of the two right at the start. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go with seven and just think that I've forgotten two. The correct answer. It's eight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is agonising. Oh, what were the three that I missed? I don't know, but I have a lot of other stats for oh, you. Oh, you are kidding me on. Oh, so, that is a sickener. <laughs> 20, 23 games. Won eight. Drawn five. Lost ten. Jesus. Goals scored, 33. Goals against, 30. Win percentage, 34. Yikes. Right, I'm going to say this right now. If you get this who am I, I'm going to give you that other one being a point within. (laughs) Right? That's maybe setting you up for how hard this who am I is. This is not good. Right, here we go. Who am I? I have played in Scotland, Italy... France, Norway and Switzerland. Across the two years I was at Hearts I made eight appearances. (laughs) I played in a historic Europa League upset and during my time at Hearts I was most famously known for being dropped from a pre-season squad after my agent publicly called out the club for offering such a poor contract my client may leave. Who am I? (laughs) I love shit like this. That, that last <laughs> clue is so funny. I will get this man's Wikipedia up. Eight appearances in two years? Yes. Wikipedia says seven, but TransferMart says eight, and I'd go off TransferMart. Well, I was about to say, if he's featured in some European upset, that'll be the, the other game that's missing, because it usually does the league games on Wiki. Oh my god. You have your two questions, use them wisely. I'm thinking... Did you say Europa League upset or European upset? I played in my career in a shock Europa League upset. Europa League upset, right. So, that's surely got to be Anfield. Is it? Oh, God. It must be, because Europa League... When did the Europa League become the Europa League? 2010? Thinking out loud here, I'm trying... Wait. The cogs are turning. It was then called the UEFA Cup. All right, okay. Oh, God. I'll give you that, because that that would have been bullshit if I had just said, oh, yeah, it's actually the Europa League. Oh, that really does change things, because now I have no idea. This could be anything. This could be Braga. This could be... Oh, Jesus. I'm going to have to narrow it down to the years, I think, because of the just the sheer low volume of appearances. So between what years, or when, when did they play for Hearts, MacGyver? They played for Hearts between 2007 and 2009. And there was a UEFA Cup upset. Would you like the clues again? Please. I have played in Scotland, Italy, France, Norway and Switzerland. Across two years at Hearts, I made eight appearances. 
in my career, I played in a Shock Europa League upset oh, yeah. slash UEFA Cup. No. During my time at Hearts, I was dropped from a pre-season squad after my agent publicly called out the club for offering a poor contract and threatened that my client would leave. Listen to the bloody question, Adam. In my career. <laughs> See, I'm being lovely here. I'm not leading you, you down any you garden are. path. Thank you. I appreciate that. However, between 2007 and 2009, could be any fucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Eight appearances in two years. Eight appearances in two years. Can I have the position that they played and just yes, give you me can. something? This man was a goalkeeper. A goalkeeper. 2007-2009. Goalkeepers really come oh. up in the Who Am I? No. I think they made more appearances. I want to say, because it's the only figure that I've got in my head, so I'm just going to go with it. Is it... Is it the boy Basso? Is it Adrian Basso? Adrian Basso? Is that your final answer? I'm thinking Janos Balog would have played far more than those games. Kelo... Was Kelo on the scene then? When did Kill play for Hearts? No, he was later, I think. It's not like a Steve Banks or something like that. I'm going to go Adrian Basso, but I have no idea. So, remember, if he gets this, I'm giving him the point either way for the teams. So it would be Adam's first ever five out of five. So it's not. The correct answer is not Adrian Basso. It's Anthony Basso. Oh! So you've buddy I'm giving you it because oh, fuck the la- fuck the first name. Thank you got you. the surname. You got Basso. I I'll give you a name. point. He's finally Basso. on a technicality. Got <laughs> his first final. Come on, McIver, it's been a rough weekend. He Thanks, deserves mate. it. Thank you. He deserves it. So I'll explain the name Anthony Basso. Anthony Basso is a Frenchman. I remember so, him briefly, but I don't know. I thought I thought it was Adrian Basso, Anthony Basso. So he played for Viking in Norway, mm-hmm. and when he was there, he played in the game. Uh, I can get the exact time uh, in 0506 UEFA Cup. They they beat Monaco, and wow. he played in goals during Bloody it. Hell. Well, he it was in... where at Viking. Yep. Jesus H. Crazy. He plays for Udinese and a bunch of other French teams because he is French. Uh, and yeah, basically, the thing about the contract, it just says Basel was left out of the Hart squad for the pre-season training camp in Germany, which raised serious questions over the future at the club. Who was Gaffer then? Shaba. Shaba, yes. Um, and basically, he was dropped from the team towards the end of the season beforehand in 0708 as it emerged that talks over a new contract had broken down, his agent publicly suggested that unless Hart improved their contract offer, Basso may look to leave. <laughs> I got the right bloke, just the wrong name. You I'll, did. I'll take that. Thankfully, this game is son names, because sometimes you can't oh, even remember first horrible. names generally. Like, again, I remember them, but I don't, if that makes any sense. As soon as I heard the name, I went, oh God, yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like he's like one of them that's like 
not a cult hero amongst like but when you think back to like random random players yeah. when we were younger you do think of him he's very much the embodiment of the who am I segment without a doubt perfectly put so you fi- how do you feel finally your first five out of five I mean it's a dodgy five let's be honest um, <laughs> but you've still got it yeah I just uh, fine margins <laughs> just like the weekend it's fine, exactly. fine margins isn't it Exactly. Just that well, that question, uh, the one-off that is annoying. But uh, and again, not the right name. But I was thinking of a bloke. And in oh, fairness, though, horrible. I normally give it to you if you're one-off anyway. Yeah, true. So true, it is, it is with that's one. why I wanted to see what would happen with it. I was like, oh, he's oh, close to getting it. Jesus H. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Anthony. Anthony Basso. Anthony Basso. <laughs> there he is. Well. Let us know if you got Anthony Basso and if you actually got 5 for 5 and got everything right because that would be very impressive. But we hope you have enjoyed regardless. If you have, please share this about, leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you've been watching us have a breakdown over Cammy Devlin at Right Wing Back and Adam <laughs> being delighted with his first 5 out of 5 on YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe and comment. We're Perta Paisley on all the socials, Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over anything over there. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, you can find me sharing highlights of Hearts 2-1 victory at Ibrox back in uh, April 2012 alongside an Anthony Basso best bits uh, <laughs> at Adam T. Kendall and what about yourself, Nick? It's just that highlights clip when they beat Monaco <laughs> and that's it. I am at dmcarver 22 We'll be back next week to discuss all the fallout from the Livingston game, all the fallout from the semi-final at Hamden and anything else that happens in between, but until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Come on, us! <laughs>